Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. I am Keith. And I'm Jack. And Jack just woke up three minutes ago, apparently, according to uh, the conversation we were having. It's my birthday weekend. Oh, it's your birthday. Oh, you, the whole, <laughs> you, you do the whole week. I, 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 I see. take most of June, actually. That's fair. Uh, I found out that my birthday this year is on Prime Day. So Optimus Prime literally died for my birthday this year, which I am... 100% down for. Um, so oh, anyway, that's I'm, what that's for. Amazon freaking co-opting it. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, it's important to take Prime Day and remember what it, the real spirit of the holiday is about, you know, not just buying things for cheap on Amazon, but the sacrifice of Optimus Prime for the world. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'm back. I was in Europe for a week uh, having a lovely time with our internet uh, doing an international shooting competition with several Scandinavian countries, NATO allies, uh, and uh, uh, a couple of um, independent nations like uh, Switzerland had a team there. And it was a great event, largely because the Italians didn't send a team. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no Beretta. Uh, guys, too many of the Italians listening to us. Fuck y'all. Yeah, I meant that. <laughs> you know what you did. I meant that with my whole, I meant that with my whole chest. Uh, I will tell you guys uh, my favorite repeatable joke that the Norwegian team told me was, why do German tourists always bring a bicycle on the back of their RVs when they come to Norway? Because the last time the Germans came to Norway, they had to walk home. So that's, <laughs> I can repeat that one. The other ones I don't, wouldn't want to say on a recording that my mother or the federal government might be listening to. So anyways... Those are scary. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you guys last week talked about whether or not people under the age of 21 should be allowed to buy a gun. And the comments on that episode have been pre-lit um, in many, many different directions. So today we're going to be extending that conversation a little bit because we have two things that we really want to talk about. The first is the proposed, I'm not even going to call it a bill. It's not a bill. It's a proposal. It's like a draft of an idea that is that has bipartisan support in the Senate. Uh, like Keith, tell them what's in this thing. It is the proto bill, if you will. It's the idea that is going to be crafted into a bill and they're considering uh, drafting federally something to go over red flag laws, which could be terrifying. Um, they're considering the the two like shoe ins are uh, federal funding for school security and federal funding for mental health, and then there's uh, provisions about expanding background checks specifically on eighteen to twenty year olds, and then the regular NICS check as it stands will start at twenty one. So those are the four big provisions inside the bill right now. The, the proto bill, the bill that is yet to be a bill, we do not have legal language on this yet. The Senate has to write it down. Right. And no one's actually written this yet. I mean, on, you know, on the surface, I don't think anybody here objects to more federal funding for mental health resources and school safety. No. Nope. Now, I do um, object to how they're going to spend that money, which will definitely be to line their own pockets and promote their own little baby programs that help only people in their districts. They would Listen, never do that. The government would never, sir, 
sir. How dare you? What what evidence do you have of this? Minus all the evidence you have of this. Evidence. <laughs> what evidence do you have of this other than the government was corrupt the day after it became the government? <laughs> you mean when they were like, man, we got to find a way to pay for these bar tabs. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know how much Ben Franklin drinks? Jesus Christ, we got to do like a tax or something. Ben Franklin is my personal hero. <laughs> Which as, as man is the spirit animal. As, as he personal heroes go, like Ben Franklin is like the American Winston Churchill, except even crazier and more wild. <laughs> that man could party. Actually, my ultimate drinking team would be Ben Franklin, Teddy Roosevelt, and Winston Churchill. Good lord! Could you imagine trying to keep up with those guys while you're drinking? And if I can, and if I can make it a five stack, I bring Ernest Hemingway as well. Stout. <laughs> and you're just dead at the end of that. Yeah, dead. yeah. Like that, Aww, that's the too end. soon. That's the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that is the end of it. Um, so back to like the actual topic of this episode which we're desperately going to try to cling to uh today the uh, the big concerns that i think a lot of people share about the bill is the red flag laws because a red flag and, and i'm going to say something that people would probably not like to hear a red flag law can be implemented in a way that is actually a good idea however a red flag law can also be implemented in a way that it's a terrible idea and is rife for abuse and carries with it the possibility of be of being weaponized against otherwise decent law-abiding people. So it's, and which would you put your money on them doing? Oh, the second, 100% of the time, every time, um, because that's the way people think. Because like, look, if you have a red flag, like my other problem with red flag laws, it's not that they're ridiculous redundant but in many cases they duplicate a lot of the things that you get with a domestic order protection and stuff like that it just sort of expands it so that someone other than like your partner or your spouse can have it done so like let's say in Caleb's perfect world where the government actually does what it's supposed to do and uh, authority is never abused let's say you had a red flag law that required the same burden of proof as a search warrant, right? The police had to go and have, you know, reasonable suspicion that you were going to do blah, 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 blah. And that was the only way that they could red flag you. I don't like the idea, but I'm way more comfortable with that than some of the current red flag laws that we have. I'm also it's, more- Especially okay. if a law uh, has a system of redress, meaning- That's the other thing. it up- you go. Uh, uh, uh. It has to have a system of redress that is both simple to access and simple to understand for the person who has been subjected to the red flag law, because even the best law can be weaponized against someone, uh, can be weaponized against someone. And when that happens, that person who gets wrongfully red flagged needs to be able to go, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm the good guy here and have a system of effective redress for that. And my problem is, my problem with every red flag law, my problem with the idea of a federal red flag law, especially is I don't see, uh, how can I put this? The federal government doesn't have a really good track record about putting systems of redress in there. Ask anyone who's on the fucking no fly list about that. Mm -hmm. You wanna talk about an overly abused list. If you want the example, why red flag laws will be horrendously abused and used to hurt literally everyone. 
please review the people that are on the no-fly list and what some of them got there for. It's absurd. It's terrible. And I mean, like, the, especially, you know, using the no the we accidentally stumbled into this as a perfect example, but the, because I wasn't, I didn't have any note, show notes for this. The no-fly list, the federal no-fly list is a perfect example of the problems with red flag laws at the federal level is, first off, you don't know you're on the no-fly list until you try to go buy an airline ticket and they don't let you, or you, they try to go through TSA and you get arrested, you know, and you have no idea. Your process of redress for being on the no-fly list is, good luck, write your congressman, maybe they'll help. The TSA does not give a fuck. DHS doesn't give a fuck. And they won't put certain people on the federal no-fly list, like known terrorists, because they don't want to compromise ongoing investigations by alerting these dirtbags that the government's on to them. But that's okay. The no-fly list is double secret probation in real life. And it's it's terrible. And it is actually a really good example of everything bad that people say could happen from a red flag law has already happened. And it's the federal, you know, no-fly list. And it's really, and for the record, it's different than the like airlines no-fly list. Those you get for being a douche on your Delta flight. It's not the same as the federal yeah, no-fly this, this, this isn't a casino saying, hey, that dude's a card counter. Don't let him sit down at table games. <laughs> this yeah. this is double secret probation. If you screw up because you don't know about it, we don't care. Yeah, so I, I, I really do struggle with the... Uh, I. I think for me, you know, red flag laws are one of those things that I look at and I feel like in theory, it's possible to implement these in a way that is not a massive, you know, unconstitutional overreach of government authority. But then I look at things like the federal no fly list. I look at people who, you know, get denied NICS checks and have to do appeals and they have to have a UPIN number because they have the same initials as a drug dealer. And I'm like, I, and if the government there, was actually good at this stuff? A way, theoretically a way to do this in a non-confrontational, non-adversarial manner that actually helps people. Theoretically, that exists. We don't have a lot of evidence in support of that actually being implemented that way. We don't yeah. because of the other lists, because of the other programs, and because of the other abuses that have taken place we have to, with any program we're going to implement, we have to assume it is going to be abused. So you have to check the ways it can be abused before you implement a program to make sure that like, hey, the abuse that does happen, we can take care of that. Because you have to assume this is going to be abused. Do you guys think that there are people who are optimistic that the government can get things right? Like do yes, those people, people in the government. You, no, because I work for the government, and I don't think the government can get shit right. No, no, no. Let's be let's be real quick. You work for the government. You're not in the government. Correct. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. The people like, who are pulling the levers in the government have some sort of yeah, belief that they don't fuck this up. They're very enthusiastic about themselves getting stuff done. Just ask them. They don't. Right. It's kind of like I'm pretty enthusiastic that I'm going to get my job done right today. However, I might mistime something. But if that happens, yeah, who did that really affect? You might wake up three minutes before the show that we're supposed to record. Right. 
It didn't affect anyone except for me, who's now grouchy and without coffee. This is why you have to keep like a like a oh, mini fridge tough. next to your desk full of monsters and shit. I drank my last one yesterday. You drank your last monster yesterday. That was the yeah. saddest face. You were like, I'm drinking my last one. Mm. <laughs> uh, raise your hand if you've ever mistaken a truly for uh, energy drink and just crack that bitch and been halfway through it before you're like, there's booze in this. Because <laughs> that's, that's happened to me. <laughs> okay, but legally it should be okay to drink one of those and drive. There's not enough booze to really yeah. be effective. Like, yeah, that, I mean that, that's that's one thing I can get on board with Russia with. That's okay. Yeah, just it's a truly <laughs> drink. You're fine. I it's mean, a, it's I, soft drink. Come on, guys. Yeah, I, I really was halfway through it before I'm like, that's not a Celsius because it doesn't taste like shit. Um, sorry, Celsius, if you want to sponsor the show. Uh, <laughs> energy drinks are delicious and they Good taste day, brunch. like yummy brought to you by vague strawberry <laughs> brought to you by aspartame and sadness bananas in the other room <laughs> oh man uh i will say this the celsius's that i had made me uncomfortably energetic like i was I was vibrating. Um, so, gains, gratuitous amounts of energy. Oh, We've really just dated ourselves with that reference. Yeah, that is yeah. that is a that is a meme of the before times. I'm gonna have to go look up the Ranger one. Oh God, those were those were all really good. So, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, just Google what was it? Power Thirst commercial. Power, power Thirst. Power. Yeah, go, go to YouTube and type in Power Thirst, and it should be the first result, because I can't imagine there's other results for that. Um, anyway, trying to desperately focus us back up on topic. Uh, so I think a lot of the discussion around the bill that's not a bill is also premature, because we don't know what the fuck's in it. They were like, we're going to get this passed before Sunday, and I'm like, it's Friday, so, you know. Uh, and there's still no text or anything like that. So the they, odds they, just, they got themselves a framework. Yeah. That, that's what they did. Yeah. So uh, I think, look, again, there's a theoretical universe where you could write a red flag law that isn't weaponized against people and abused and is only used when it makes sense and da 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 da. Given. I mean, you know, uh, the rollout of Knicks, the ongoing problems with uh, with Knicks and, you know, people getting their background checks denied for false negatives or positives, however you want to phrase that, um, the federal no-fly list, the problems with, like, the federal fingerprint database giving wrong data and all of that, I do not have the confidence that the federal government can successfully execute a red flag law that wouldn't be immediately rife for abuse or worse, just not work, you know, and just yeah, be like, do and, it, and they're like, here's our red flag law. It's the same as a restraining order. So just get one of those instead. Like, in, in fact, get one of those instead, especially because that will actually register on your local PDs and your responders radar higher. Right. 
when that's and again like, but back to my point i think that a lot of this conversation is premature we don't know how this integrates with you know local systems with state level systems i mean currently one of the holes in NICS is that states don't some states don't report mental health holds to NICS, which a adjudicated mental health hold is a no-go in NICS. but some states mm -hmm. don't report that because I don't know. I don't, don't. I don't know why they don't friggin report it, but they don't. Anyway, uh, next thing that we want to talk about on that list is the enhanced background checks for 18 to 20 year olds. Um, and again, and we, we have no idea what an enhanced check is going to look you know what they're going to do. What we're suspecting is automatic hold. They're going to check your permanent free. record. Yeah. <gasps> Not my permanent record. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> the one that we were all threatened with when we were in school. This is going to go on your permanent record. That's what they're checking. <laughs> they're going to call fucking Ms. Scooby from your second grade class who was like, oh, that Jack was a real shit when he was in second grade. Bro, I uh, I got... Mm, that That is a, a release some real feelings for me. Stop threatening children with overbearing government lists. Yes. What kind of stopian hellhole was I being prepared for when they're like, Jack, if you mess up, we'll go on your permanent record and everyone will know forever. You and know you how many people have asked me if I've actually graduated high Like, the number Wait. of times someone's actually checked if I've graduated high school is zero. I was zero say, times. Yeah, I did. Not by much, but I did. And what I have learned, I could I could have not and would have been fine. Uh, oh, my te God. Technically, I didn't graduate from, like, a high school high school. I have a, uh, um, what do you fucking call it? It's actually not a, uh, not a GED because in the state of California, they do their own GED. It's called the California High School Proficiency Exam. I graduated high school when I was 15 uh, because my parents wanted me to get a job. And in California at the time, it's illegal for high school students to get a job without their parents signing a bunch of bullcrap paperwork. But if you're a high school graduate, then you can just go work 40 hours a week. And I was like, it sounds like child labor. Like I just said that out loud and I'm like, hold up. My parents made me graduate high school early so I could go do child labor. What the fuck? Uh-huh. And that was back in the days when child labor didn't pay dick. Nowadays it'd be like, yeah, 18 bucks an hour. Sign yeah. Up. yeah, no, I think I got like <laughs> seven bucks an hour for that. So yeah, good times. Um, all right. So, but that is my question. Like, I'm not necessarily opposed to enhanced background checks on 18 to 20 year olds uh, because we, you know, 18 to 20 year olds are literally too dumb to breathe under their own power a lot of the time. Uh, however, they do have rights because they're 18 year olds. Right, and guys, I think it's true. And I'm sure you guys talked about this last week. I just, I'm the whole like, it bugs me that we have this. There, there has um, to be. Yeah, we have this like Romulan neutral zone in between being an adult and like an adult adult, because at 18, you can get married and you can sign contracts and you can take on, you know, a crippling amount of debt that you'll be paying off for the rest of your life. And you can join the army, but you can't buy a beer, you can't smoke. And now you might have to do an extra background check to get a gun and your car insurance is still super expensive. And I'm like, hey, man, we just need to like, we need to smooth this out, like either move. I am 
to be very clear, I am 100% opposed to moving all of that stuff up to 21. But at the same time, you can't be like a proto adult, you're either an adult or you're not. That's just it. If we make the decision that like, look, adulthood is now 21, the science is in, we really shouldn't have been trusting you guys with this as 18 so far, and we're going to roll it up to 21 a year at a time, because that's what makes sense. Then we also have to build in an equivalent buffer zone that takes care of 18 to 20 the same way that minors are taken care of, because now we're declaring people under 21 to be minors. Yeah. And like I said, I just... I, I do feel like a lot of this specul this conversation is just speculation because we have no idea what's even in the bill that's not a bill. And, uh, you know, so we're just kind of, we're kind of just guessing at like, well, I wonder what this is going to say because we don't actually know. So, yeah, that's that. I'm I mean, that's pretty much bill. all I got on I'm this one, guys. Uh, uh, I have nothing really? else. We we need text on this. We need to see what the, the Senate draft lands. Yeah, we really do. Because without that draft, you know, we're not going to be able to tell anything about really anything. And that's going to be, that's kind of going to be the, uh, for lack of a better word, the uh, the determining factor is what is the actual text of the bill going to say? Is it going to say uh frick i don't know are, are the red flag laws just gonna be like you can make a phone call this guy can't buy guns they, anymore they they could they could end up making the red flag thing the same thing that they're doing with the mental health and the school security it could just be a big check to the states mm -hmm. it could be which you know what good on them like fed fed being like here here's funding do your thing then you have to take the battle to the individual states and their policies which are likely to be more nuanced anyway, because they're smaller entities of government. So, yeah, and that necessarily that wouldn't necessarily be that bad of a thing, but I guess we'll find out. Um, all right, moving on, let's talk about some roommate uh, because yesterday, <laughs> Larry Keene, who is the I looked up his official title. He's like the senior lawyer guy for the National Shooting Sports Foundation. He also writes a lot of their op-eds and he is definitely in a position to uh, have inside baseball on some of this. Uh, he posted a Twitter or Twitter, Christ. He posted a tweet that set the internet ablaze. He twatted. <laughs> he posted one of the Tweeterbergs. Yeah, I, tell me how <laughs> old, old I fucking, old man's into the room. Tell me how old I feel right now. Uh, he was on the TikTokies. Yeah, no, what's funny, speaking of TikTok, when I made the reference to Jack being in uh, second grade, I almost said Miss Frizzle because of that girl uh, on TikTok who cosplays as Miss Frizzle, which is <laughs> fantastic, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Jack, are you okay? Do you need a minute? Yeah, we're we're gonna lose Jack here for a Her second. Her money, in fact, does <laughs> jiggle, jiggle, and I fold. Oh, she's yeah, she's fantastic. She's also probably like twenty two. So you know. Whatever. Anyway, so let's talk about the ammo thing. So Larry posted this tweet. And he said that in the tweet, he said, the U.S. military is considering restricting sales of surplus 5.56 ammunition from the Lake City ammo plant. So I wrote an article about this yesterday. And for you guys that don't understand what goes on, the Army 
owns the Lake City Ammo Plant. They contract its operation to private firms. It had been with uh, Federal for a while. It's currently with Winchester Olin. Basically, what that means is the employees there are employees of Winchester. They operate all the machinery that the Army owns. When Lake City make too many bullets, they are allowed by policy to sell those rounds back to the surplus, back to the commercial market as military surplus. It's been a source of a lot of M855 green tip, as well as SS109. You will much more rarely see overruns of like nine mil ammo, uh, because we that actually they're better at producing that on brand, I guess. So anyway. Uh, and then yesterday, I just got this, uh, Mark Olivia, who does work for the NSSF, provided a statement, which I'm just going to read real quick. NSSF has been in contact with officials of Winchester Ammunition regarding the Biden administration's consideration of halting sales of excess M855 SS109 ammunition. Winchester was informed that the government is considering restricting the manufacturing and commercial sale of legal ammunition produced at the Lake City, Missouri facility. This restrictive action would immediately jeopardize, jeopardize fuck, 400, he didn't say fuck, I said that, would immediately jeopardize 400 to 500 jobs, significantly reduce the availability of ammo in the marketplace, and put the nation's warfighting readiness at risk. I'm going to disagree with Mark there. We're going to come back to that. Both NSSF and Winchester strongly oppose this action. Then he goes on uh, and talks about how this could jeopardize the bipartisan, not a bill that we're talking, that we were talking about earlier and all of that. So... Here's the thing, all right? The, uh, and this is an important thing to bear in mind with this that a lot of people may not be understanding. Lake City's not making a lot of SS109 and M855 green tip anymore. Most of the 556 production there has been switched over to the new M855A1 enhanced performance round because that's the Army standard issue round. It's the Air Force's standard issue round. The Marines didn't get the 85A1 for some reason because... Marine. No, no, they did. Oh, they did they switch over to it finally? Marine Corps officially switched over in 2018 to the A1 round. They were using... The, but they had stopped heavily using uh, eight five five prior to that because a one roll guys a one rolled out in twenty ten. This is not new ammunition. We've had it for twelve years. It was majority used in the army by twenty eleven, but there was a mix of it going because we've been using eight five five eight five five SS one hundred nine is the same guys. Eight five five is the American load. SS one hundred nine is the projectile the Belgian design projectile. Um, so when you hear M855 SS109, you're talking American load, Belgian projectile. The SS109 was the NATO projectile. And that's that's the universal thing. So if you get- By the like, way, uh, American load. <laughs> American Thank load. you. Thank you. I'm glad you did that so I didn't have to. Yeah. I can't so, even finish uh, the joke. <laughs> So we've had this ammo rolling out to become the standard for the U.S. Army, which is the largest user of the ammunition, and the United States Marine Corps, the second largest purchaser and user of the ammunition, uh, for a while. And Navy and Air Force are also using it, as I understand. Either that or they're buying small batches of specialty loads like Mark 262. Uh, but the Marine Corps officially switched in 2018 to A1. That was their plan the whole time because Congress was like, hey, why you no use same ammo? 
Yeah, um, we've actually, so I can speak for the Air Force. We have, for all of our operational ammo, we're switched over to the EPR now. So we're all on M855A1 uh, enhanced performance for all of our operational ammo with the exception of belt feds. So, and that is kind of the only place you're still seeing a lot of the old green tip is for the 249, which we're all trying, we've all, we're all trying to get rid of the 249. Anyways, the A1, yeah. The, the A1 in uh, guard service, because um, in 2019, I was still in the guard and I was in with a maintenance unit. So last on the list to get this ammo, absolutely mm -hmm. last, low priority, no reason to switch out our green tip in a hurry. In 2019, we had EPR loose for the rifles. In 2020, when I ran the machine gun range as a contractor, uh, not in anymore, they had switched to A1. It was A1 yeah. running through the health fence. So it's, so here's the thing. If, is the Biden administration trying to restrict the excess sale of Milserp M855? Y yeah, I mean, Mark Olivia from the NSSF says that, that they're trying to do that. They're friggin' trying to do that. Mark is an unassailable yeah. source on this issue. However, is this as big a deal as we think it is? Not really, no, because the vast bulk of production is going towards M855A1. Anyways, which it's illegal to sell that shit as military surplus because it has been defined as armor piercing. You cannot, for the record, if you see M855A1 for sale on Gunbroker, that was not acquired through legal means. I That's personally wouldn't buy that, but every man must do what is right in his heart. <laughs> I, would, I would tell you not to buy that online because it's illegal. Yeah. And probably a Fed setup. Yeah, it's it's a crimes. However, um, if you're at a gun show and you happen to see a case of it, whatever amount in your heart you have, add twenty percent and buy that. <laughs> and that also might be a Fed setup, but you know, could be, uh, or, or or it could be a Fed being like, I don't care, I'd like money. Yeah, that's that's also true. Uh, there's I have a if you'd like to live near a base, I promise you some private needs drinking money more than he needs to not commit a federal oh. crime. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh so anyway, so here's the thing. So we have this surplus issue. Yes, surplus M855 does make up a lot of the commercial market. Um I will say the statement from Mark and NSSF, it doesn't really clarify what the rationale for suspending the sale is, whether or not they're redefining M855 as armor piercing, which, uh, you know, under the Obama administration, they very clearly said this is not armor piercing ammo because it sucks dicks. I think that was the technical ruling was. It really, it really was. That, that's one of the funniest things to me about this is we're freaking out over the fact that M855 SS109 is being pulled by Lake City. It's not being pulled from foreign sources that still load it. So like PMC and IMI, which both produce it because they produce NATO loads. Um, loads. Uh, loads. <laughs> uh, the, like the PMC XTAT grease tip is still going to be around because it's PMC building that stuff. Yeah. Purposely you, did not say the other word there. <laughs> if you like... M855, you're still good. one, you're still gonna be able to get it. Also, if you like M855, you're weird. Um, it's it's not that okay, good. Okay, hold on, hold it's, on, hold on. Is it good? Debatable. <laughs> is it generally better performing than Winchester White Box? 
<laughs> okay, yes, it's better performing than Winchester White Box. Is it better performing than Federal American Eagle? No. Uh, look, M8, hold on. Serve what do we M8 mean by five? five is we, the Little on, Caesars hot and ready pizza? Yes, of it's hot and it's ready. And, is it good? And, it's, and in certain ready. barrels versus certain armors, Swiss cheese. Yeah, certain barrels versus certain armors, but also certain barrels and certain barrels and certain armors. A fifty-five grain FMJ goes. Yeah, at six feet at a perfectly flat angle. I hate that reference. From a from a twenty inch M sixteen A two, it goes yeah, through like, some shit. Uh, but for that to happen, it has to be at six feet. It has to be perfectly flat, and it has to be coming out of a musket. Oh, there was some dildo who was shooting. So I, I use the uh, HESCO special threat plates, which are specifically designed to defeat common uh, assault rifle type rounds, like M855 from a, you know, from Me a 16 and inch. Keith both run those also. So yeah, yeah I yeah. get it. <laughs> and there was some dildo who was like shooting them with a musket at, you know, with a 20 inch gun at like 10 yards and be like, these won't stop shit. And I'm like, if somebody is shooting me with an A2 at 20 yards, we are well outside the threat parameter. These were built to defeat somebody shooting at me with M855 with a 16-inch gun because that's what I'm probably going to be shot at with. Body armor does not make you invulnerable. No, it doesn't. Body armor gives you it an extra you. six seconds of life in a gunfight, which yep. is a lot of time. Body yep. armor frequently works worse than Keith's internet. Right, yes. like that was a phone call, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're if you're one of these guys that wants to like, no, what what will save me? Nothing. You you will save you. Your Plan body armor a? matters so little in this world. Plan A is don't get shot in the chest. Yeah, but if you want to have it, I recommend Hesco's special threats or some some Hesco has great armor at a decent rate. Yeah. All the, um, all the way up to some really fancy, very comfortable, lightweight stuff that you pay more for, but man, it works. And yes. it's and super- uh, honestly, if you if you want my opinion on it, level three is fine. A okay. It's lighter than level four. Most modern level three is multi-hit rated, though multi, <laughs> let me tell you, if you've, if you've stressed multi-hit on your armor, like, it can take multiple rounds, like, shit, man, right out after the first one. The chest. I'm like, you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no world. You're, that, you're that hope and prayer that most people can hit only the plate five times rapidly is mm, misguided. Oof. Yeah, you're getting shot in the leg and the arm and a whole bunch of other it, shit you get shot in. You're, if One you get shot in the armor, upwards. you're probably on your way out. But this is going to give you an extra six seconds to take that other guy with you. And okay. that's what it's for. So, uh, circling back to the the ammo thing, and, and again, I, I want to stress this. This is actually a thing. This is a thing. This is a thing in the sense that it is a potential move from the administration to restrict the sale of surplus M855 ammunition produced at Lake City Ammo Plant. We don't know, uh, you know, yesterday people were tossing around numbers like 30% of the domestic ammunition supply is surplus, which is true, but I did some more digging. It's not 30% of the surplus. It's not all, that's not all from Lake City. It's not all M855. There's a lot of, excuse me, 
there's a lot of mill syrup that comes back to us from foreign countries like Israeli surplus, Greek surplus, a lot of other mill syrup avenues for this ammo to get in. So would this move actually choke 30% of the domestic supply of 556? No. Would it choke some of the domestic supply of 556? Yes. Would it make 556 more expensive again? Yes, it would. So, you know, uh, I, I hope you've got, I mean, all I buy is 62 grain fusion anyway, which is already a buck 50 around. So, I mean, I, I like a general supply of shooting trash. Ammo. Yeah. Like if you yeah. want to do magnums in, into trash, then you need ammo for it. And the M855 is Look, perfect. If you want to reenact trash. Chris Costa and Travis Haley in Dynamic Carbine 1, like you need some trash shooting ammo because they weren't checking hits. No. no like, no. bro, and sometimes I really, I, I, I hate the amount of people that get like big butt hurt that every round I fire is not prone for maximum accuracy. And it's like, well, that's not great. I've got Wolf. I got Steel Case Wolf that I shoot through a suppressed 11 fives. And man, let me tell you, I catch some hate off that. That's just silly. <laughs> I don't guys. They got I got 77 grand goodness for game time. I don't need I don't always need that. <laughs> no. Yeah, and again, sometimes no. you want to mag, like I said, sometimes you want to mag dump it a trash. Yeah. Uh, the only uh five five or two two three slash five five six ammo that I own is federal 62 grain fusion soft points, which are an absolute laser beam out of the only 223 rifle I own, which is a Ruger American Ranch. If I wanted to mag dump into trash, I would buy some 55 grain FMJ, I guess. I don't even know. But the point here, and I swear to God, I'm really deeply uncomfortable with a universe where we have become the voice of reason. I am not- Yeah, that's, that's not okay. <laughs> I'm not comfortable in this role. I've never been comfortable in this role and I don't like it, but we have to stop acting like chicken little every time we get, uh, we hear a tweet or we, and, and this ties back into the bill that's not a bill. Uh, the past tense is twat. Mm, thank you. <laughs> uh, but this, this ties He's back twatting. into the, the bill that's not even a bill yet, right? I saw an email from a pro-gun uh, activism organization regarding this bill and I'm not going to say their names because I generally respect the work that they're doing, but the email was hot garbage. It was like, here are the Republicans who have betrayed you. And I was like, whoa, calm down. We don't even know what's in the fucking thing yet. And the same thing with this ammo restriction is all of the coverage has been like, they're taking the M855 and they're going to come into your house and they're going to take it out of your magazines. and They're going to flush it down the toilet and give it to the Taliban. And yes, our government, this administration likes to give things to the Taliban. That's a fact. However... That was actually one of the last remaining contracts for M855 was a huge, huge contract to Afghanistan for <laughs> Air Force I, I personally identify so they got as the Taliban <laughs> and would like my free stuff. So there you go, guys. If you want to go get some surplus M855. Oh, crap. Now I'm going to be on the no-fly list. Crap. crap no, no, Afghanistan. no. <sighs> but I, I think we'll wrap this episode up with this, is we have to stop flipping out over every single thing and we need to i'm not saying that there's nothing in this that we shouldn't be reacting to whether it's in the bill that's not a bill or in a restriction on mill ammunition but you can't just flip I, out I rumors think we should have access to 
855A1 runoff. I do. I think we should have commercial access to that, but we don't. And 855 is going away, guys. Like we've retired it. Started in 2010. I, I too would like to have access to commercial M855A1. That would be friggin' lit. However, uh, that's probably not gonna happen for a while. So we can worry about that later. Uh, long and short of it, everybody calm down. It's not the end of the world. Wait till you actually get the text of the bill. Don't react to rumors. Be smart about this and make the world a slightly better place. That's all I have for this week. I realized that this was a fairly Caleb heavy ranting episode. Um, believe me, the alternative was me talking about how cool Norwegians are for an hour. Or we could talk about Top Gun. Ooh. Haven't seen it yet. Next episode, go watch Top Next Gun. Next episode, go talk about it. Assignment. All right, fine. I'll, I'll go buy it from the Pirate Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still around? We probably shouldn't discuss <laughs> I, I it. Don't know. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. See you next week, guys.